Hey guys, welcome back to Steve's NRL Footy Tips. It's Thursday night, that's right, I'm late again. We've only got an hour before kickoff for the final round of the 2023 Telstra Premiership season, which means we are only eight days away from the start of the 2023 finals campaign. I'm excited to get into it. There's still teams vying for top eight spots. There's teams vying for the minor premierships. Top four spots are still in motion, even though they're pretty much confirmed, but where teams are going to finish up. Same as the bottom four, I'm excited to get into all the action here today, we're going to be talking about the hot topics on a quick edition of the show because we're only an hour away from the kickoff of the game that will most likely determine the minor premiership. So I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to this week's action. I'm really looking forward to the finals next weekend. And just so you guys know, it's been a busy time in my life uh, the last few months and I appreciate all your support. It's episode 47 of the podcast that I'm recording here tonight. It's been a hell of a run that we've had this year. I want to thank everybody for their support that have ever listened to the show or contributed to this show uh, over the past four years. Next week, Tuesday night, I'm going to be pretty much stuck in a hotel room due to what I do for work. But I'm going to be stuck in a hotel room for that night with nothing to do except record the best podcast you guys have seen this year. I'm going to have massive guests on. People like, you know, regulars like Matt Cosery will be joining the show and hopefully others. It's going to be a, a, a good addition of the show and I can't wait for it because there's some big games and some teams with some must-win scenarios this week. The top four is just... There are four teams that could very much win this premiership. You've got the Brisbane Broncos, the Penrith Panthers, who are going for three premierships in a row. You've got the New Zealand Warriors and the Melbourne Storm. For me, those four teams are pretty much just, and rightfully so, because they're in the top four, just ahead of the rest of the pack at the moment. The Warriors, they're not playing great brand of football in terms of, you know, completions and their defensive mindset at the moment. But what they're doing is they're stacking up wins, stacking up confidence, and I think they're going to be a real hard team to beat in the finals, and I think they're really flying under the radar. And then, yeah, you got the free heavyweights. Melbourne, who just get Pabahousen back in the squad. He got 15 minutes last week. The rest of the bunch this week, but he's going to play 80 from fullback this weekend. Hopefully, they are a smoky to win it all. Jerome Hughes' form has been unbelievable. Same as Harry Grant. And Munster really hasn't gotten out of first gear this year, which should send the rest of the competition on notice. Obviously, you've got the two heavyweights in the Penrith Panthers and the Brisbane Broncos. Now, Penrith uh, suffered a setback last week with a 32-18 to loss to the Parramatta Eels. And Parramatta kind of showed a blueprint on how to beat them. A lot of second-phase football Jerome Luai got injured in the process, so his, I guess, status in playing in this final series is very much up in the air. But obviously, Penrith, they're still the premiership favourites. Nathan Cleary, Isaiah Yo, Dylan Edwards, who just re-signed for, four, uh, for five more years after this year to the end of 2028 on $900,000 a year. Um, you know, those three are the cogs in the machine at the moment, and three of the best players in the comp, and with those three guiding, guiding Penrith, there's no doubt they can win three premierships in a row, and you know, Dylan Edwards and that signing and that re-signing, I mean, sure, he could probably get upwards of a million if not a bit more than a million at some rival clubs, but he's taking a bit of a pay cut. He's finally getting some big money because he's been, I think, on $300,000 a year up to this point. He's, you know, the form fullback in the competition for the last three years um, and one of the most exciting players in the game to watch. So he definitely deserves his pay rise. I think he is the third most important player at Penrith behind Yohan Cleary and... You know, that probably means that Luai, they won't be able to afford him to keep him after next season. But, you know, they've just got a next man up mentality. And the young recruits they've blood over the last few years have just 
not looked out of place in the first grade side at all. And yeah, they suffered a setback last week, but for mine, Penrith have never been in better shape to win three premierships in a row than they are right now. I think they're they're raring to go, and I think they're going to be ready, um, no matter who they verse, whether it's the Warriors or the Storm next week at Penrith, uh, to really ambush their opposition and, and flex their muscles a little bit. So, um, you know, obviously they're up there, and Brisbane Broncos. I mean, they could wrap up the minor premiership tonight. It's been an outstanding season, and. Gavin Walters definitely going to be coach of the year. Reynolds, since he's come to the club, the club has basically, you know, really helped the professionalism of the place. So has Kurt Capewell, still a very underrated addition to the squad. And, and then you got the big forwards, Huss and Carrigan, lead by example, with the X factor of Reese Walsh, without a doubt, one of the form players of the competition, um, helping lead the side. So yeah, for me, the top four are ahead of the rest of the field. If I had to pick a smoky out of the out of the top four at the moment, it would be Newcastle. They're resting players this week to prepare for next week's do or die game. But it will be an elimination final at Newcastle. That's right, they'll get a home semi. They're coming off eight wins in a row. They're flying, and Caelan Ponga's form is just out of this world at the moment. He's, without a doubt, the form player in the competition in the back half of the season. He is has has lifted the side, and everybody's lifted with him. It's not just a one-man show. Creenis Crossland playing great football. The Fords playing great football. Like Frizzell and Tafiti and Leo Thompson... Um, the halves doing their job, and they've got some entertaining outside backs and Dominic Young and Marzu, so they can beat anyone on their day. Um, you know, you still got these teams like Cronulla and Canberra and, and Seahawks that are capable of doing some damage, same as the Roosters and the Cowboys, and they'll make the comp, but uh, if they make the finals, but it's just it's going to be a very entertaining game of football. I'm going up tomorrow night to Sydney to watch the Rabbitohs versus the Roosters. I cannot wait for that game. Can't wait as a Rabbitohs fan just to put the last two weeks to the back of our mind, and we'll talk about the game itself very shortly, but, you know, it's been turmoil at the South Sydney Rabbitohs Football Club. Their backs are against the wall, and they're coming up against the red-hot Roosters side. Now, they're going to be about a few of the Roosters in Hargraves and Manu both getting ruled out from suspension and injury, respectively, but they are still, without a doubt, um, capable of beating anyone on their day, and it's it's going to be, you know, I expect fifty to 60,000 up there tomorrow night. It's going to be quite the atmosphere, and you know, whoever wins that game are going to be deserving of a final spot, and whoever loses it is going to be on the back of an absolute failure of a season, and it's probably the biggest disappointment whoever does make the finals of the season in terms of the NRL. So, um, you know, plenty to play for this week. Next week is next week's my favorite week of the year, finals week one. So I can't wait. And as I said, forty-seven episodes into the podcast this year, it's been a great journey. If you guys haven't, go like Steve's NRL Footy Tips on Facebook. It's the best way to stay notified of all the updates on the future of the show. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on every podcast platform you guys listen to. I'm about to get into the previews this week for the respective games. Some of these are going to be shorter than others. As I said, I'm running short on time. Uh, but there's also a lot of games where a lot of teams are resting their players. Teams that, you know, are pretty much guaranteed a final spot. They're resting them up for next week. Smart in terms of you know, getting a fully healthy team in, in these big finals matches. But also, uh, you know, for the in, in terms of the fans, it's a little bit disappointing because we're robbed of some games that could have been classics that, you know, now are going to be, I guess, more of a um, more of a trial to get into those finals teams and more of a showcase of the younger talent of rugby league and the rugby league world, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But, you know... It'll, it'll be good to see those young guys go out, but obviously every week we want to see our superstars, but it just makes me more excited for next week. And, you know, sometimes resting players can backfire on teams and, you know, they come into the contest a little bit underdone, but 
after 26 weeks of football, there's a lot of niggling injuries, I'm sure, and a lot of players that aren't, um, you know, at their peak at the moment and, and are playing injured, and a lot of players in the comp would be. So it's just good to get them a freshen up, and, and we'll see some quality football next week, and I'm sure we'll still see some quality football this week. So let's get into the round 27 action before that out of the way. The action starts tonight. As I said, the minor premiership could be on the line here from Suncorp Stadium at 8 p.m. Minor Premiership on the line for the Broncos at 7.50 tonight when the Brisbane Broncos play the Melbourne Storm from Suncorp Stadium. And a lot of players getting arrested in this one, but big news for Melbourne is Ryan Papahiasen will be looking to play 80 minutes at fullback and pressing his claim for a much more vital role as a bit of an X-factor in the Melbourne Storm's finals surge this year. But both of these teams resting a lot of players... Um, you know, it's it's crazy. Pretty much all your superstars on both sides sitting out. You know, no Grant, no Hughes, no Munster for Melbourne, as well as, um, you know, some of their other big guns as well. Players like Coates arrested, even players like Warbrick and uh, their Ford pack as well is heavily affected. But Brisbane, you know, no Reynolds, no Walsh, no Meem, no Huss, no Carrigan. Very few uh, big names... Thomas Flegler's gonna captain that side. But if you look at the history between these two clubs, it's all been Melbourne. Now, the Storm haven't lost to the Broncos at Suncorp Stadium since 2009. They actually haven't lost to the Broncos, period, since 2016. They've won 13 in a row against them. But obviously, it's all on the line um, for both teams this week in terms of how they want this game to play out because there's an argument that both of these teams would prefer not to win this game, in particular Melbourne, because if Melbourne win this game of football, it's more likely they play Penrith uh, in week one of the finals. Likewise, if the Broncos were going to wrap this one up, they're guaranteed to play Melbourne. So uh, I think the minor premiership is a bit more important to Brisbane than it is to Penrith in terms of, you know, if they win this, it's their first one since 2000 and Penrith won several recently. But if we look at the team list, Penrith are full strength, while Brisbane aren't. I think Penrith are very much going to be looking to see how this game goes to determine how their squad's going to take place in that big game against the Cowboys on Saturday night. But yeah, from Suncorp, I expect still a decent crowd up there, even for a Thursday game. There'll be plenty behind the Broncos, and um, I think it's Flegler's 100th game as well. So plenty of support for them, no doubt about it. I think it's going to be a good showcase of some of these younger talents that we've got in the competition. I mean, if you, even if you just look at the halves, you've got Nikarima and wish out for, uh, for the Storm versus Rogers and Madden for the Broncos. So super, potential superstars of the future um, in rugby league on display there. The forward pack, you got players like Morello and Lewis for Melbourne, Hoarth um, and Josh King and some of these younger talents in the forward packs for both sides. I mean, Brisbane, you got Smoothie, Jensen, Pecora, all these guys kind of fighting to, I guess, cement their spot in the 17. Um, and, and try to push for a final spot from the bench next week. So plenty to play for. I expect it to be a, a, an exciting game. Plenty of points scored. I think it's a true toss of the coin, this one, and who actually wins this game. And it's one of those situations where we could see this game on repeat next week, obviously with the first-grade squads and a much different uh, a much different game when you add all those superstars back into the match. So it's going to be an interesting one tonight. I'm actually leading the way at Melbourne. I think it's hard to go against the fact that they've got such a great record at Suncorp. They love it up there um, just in general, but against Brisbane, they haven't lost a game to them since 2016. 
Bellamy just knows a way, seems to always know a way to get under, whether it's Wayne Bennett or Walter Skin, and he knows the secret of beating Brisbane. It's hard to go against them there tonight. I know it's going to be a big occasion for Flegler, and obviously celebrations if Brisbane were to win the minor premiership here, but I think that Melbourne spoiled the party tonight with their younger players. I think Bellamy will have them up for it, and I've got Melbourne by six points, but obviously, obviously this one is is a game that you'd be very careful about betting on, and I think it's truly a 50-50 toss of the coin one uh, tonight at Suncorp. Moving on to Friday Night Football now, and the 6pm game is just a little appetiser to the big main event at 8pm. There's two teams that are playing their final game of 2023. It's the Manly Seagulls in 12th position on the ladder versus the West Tigers, who are 17th and are destined to get their you know, second wooden spirit in two years there. Manly, it's been an up and down year for them, and I'm... I'm pretty convinced when I say that they'll be happy to uh, start again next year. Now that it's Seaboyd, you know, he gets his first year out of the way there. The results didn't go the way he wanted, and, you know, they've had some injury problems and some problems up front in the production line there. Manly, and obviously, you know, Tommy Turbo being out long-term hasn't helped them. But big recruits come in next year, including Luke Brooks, and we'll see what effect that has in the squad, especially if they can get Tommy Turbo, Tommy Turbo firing uh, next season, the you know the sky's the limit for Manly, and it's all about just seeing how some of these players like Schuster and and Jake Arthur, guys that could you know really be big pluses for your team in your future, and see how they go through another off season and and get them ready for a big twenty twenty four season. Their opponents, the Tigers here, obviously, just like uh, you know Manly, they'll be very happy to have their season over and done with. Another disappointing year. They've only got four wins on the board. The Dragons got five, but uh, much better for and against so the Tigers are destined to come last uh, in season 2023. And obviously, Benji Marshall's in charge now after all that drama with Tim Sheens over the last few weeks. Benji's going to be the man leading them into the future. So, you know, they've got some recruits on the way as well for them next year. Aiden Caesar. Um, being the most notable of those, he'll be in the halfback role next year. Um, you know, their forward pack is still very impressive, and I think Abby Chorus here, um, with a you know more time with this squad, will be able to put his imprint into the game more next year. Bull is a really exciting player. He's one of the highlights of this year for the Tigers, but yeah, they've got a lot of work to do still to be competitive, and it's the same old story for them, unfortunately, for the last 10-plus years now that... Leichhardt and, and for the Tigers. So I think this is going to be a pretty DL game. I, I think there's going to be plenty of points scored because I don't think everything can tackle, but I just don't know how much uh, we're going to see from these two teams. I don't expect it to be a, a really good game of football. And, you know, it's it's really these teams getting ready for Mad Monday. So I'm going to tip mainly just based on the form line this year, but it's really a nothing game at 6 p.m. Friday night. But, you know, hopefully they can entertain uh the crowd there at Brookvale and, you know, give each team something to, you know, look forward to in the future for next year. But I'll go mainly to beat the Tigers on Friday night. I think most people that are listening to this show or any other tipping podcast this week are listening for this match. It's without a doubt the biggest match of the week. It's a huge blockbuster heading into the final series from 8pm tomorrow night at a core stadium. It's the South Sydney Rabbitohs versus the Sydney Roosters. The winner... There's a, there's a case that the Roosters, they might not be in the finals if they were to win, but likely to be. So basically, it's the winner goes to the finals and the loser's out of the running. And whoever loses this game is going to face all the scrutiny from the media of a very disappointing campaign. There's been a lot of expectations on both of these two sides, as there is every year. You know, the two teams that have been in the competition from the very start back in 1908, these two teams hate each other and... 
you know, what a coincidence that in round 27, the two inaugural teams in rugby league that are still alive today face off with each other. Two arch rivals. I think Fox Sports has done an enormous job hyping this game up. There's been some classic encounters over the years, including the two last-minute victories, one for each side back in 2012, and then last year in the 2022 Week 1 of the finals, uh, there was, what, nearly 10 sin bins in that game where the Rabbitohs eliminated the Roosters. So the Roosters can get some sweet revenge this year. Uh, but, yeah, I think that... As a South Sydney fan heading into tomorrow night, I'm both nervous, but I am excited because it's a real opportunity for the Rabbitohs to take out all the media scrutiny they've been facing in recent weeks and the awful form that they've been in. They had the bye last week. Their backs are truly against the wall, South Sydney. So, you know, while it would be very disappointing if they were to get eliminated last night, I think they can use all this scrutiny and, and really just sharpen and, and have a big ambush ready for the Sydney Roosters. And I think the Roosters will be prepared for it. But, yeah, it's real back against the wall stuff for the Seahawks. And, you know, I think that whatever the Rabbitohs have in their tank left in 2023, we're going to see it tomorrow night. I think it is going to be a really good display. I'm really confident that Seahawks are going to show their best. Now, you might be saying, well, Steve, you're a delusional Seahawks Sydney fan, and maybe you're right but it's all on the line. And against the Roosters, South Sydney usually step up to this type of environment. Obviously, Troll Mitchell, he's out suspended. And a lot of the talk's been around him. And he's a massive leader for South Sydney that's going to be missing. But it's going to be truly the Cody Walker side team in attack. He has to be at his best if South Sydney going to win this game, just like he was in State of Origin 3. Um, we've seen Cody be great in big games before. We've seen him be, you know... Um, awful in big games before and, and lose his cool and we'll see what Cody Walker we seen tomorrow night but I think that this game's really going to be one in the Ford packs uh, in the battle and you know without Hargraves there for the Roosters I think Seahawks have the advantage there Cam Murray um, and Talis Duncan and the big uh, motor up front of the likes of Selle and Shaq Mitchell and then Totola as well um, I think that that production line leans me in the way of South Sydney, but the Roosters, they're going to be a big threat. There's no doubt about it. Tedesco back on deck after sitting out for the 11 days last week. Sam Walker came back in the first grade last week and made an immediate impression, and really they've just improved tenfold in the last couple of months, but it could be a case of too little, too late for them. Um, you know, I think all the media expect the Roosters to win this game, but you look at the history, and you look at the recent history between these two clubs, the Rabbitohs really have the wood over the Roosters. I know the Roosters got a win early in the year this year, but in big games recently, the Rabbitohs have, have stepped up, including a huge 60-8 to eight win a few years ago against the Roosters. Now, I don't expect that tomorrow night. I think it'll be a close battle, um, and I think it will be one of the forwards, like I mentioned. And I think that puts a lot of pressure on guys like the Butcher Brothers, like Tupanua, like... Um, Radley and like Lindsay Collins, because they've got to stop this onslaught of Rabbitohs, the motor, the big guns there who have been missing. Even someone like Jai Arrow and Keon Kalabatungi, they both haven't been in great form, but when they're on their best, we know how good they can be, and I think that they're going to be up for it tomorrow night. As I mentioned, whatever the best football that South Sydney have left in them this year, we're going to see tomorrow night. Is it going to be enough to win the game and make the finals? I'm not sure, but I am expecting an ambush. I think the Roosters have got some really good football in them, but they are traditionally slow starters. They get better as the match goes on, but I think that if Seahawks can start fast, it's going to put immediate pressure on the Roosters, and I think that there's going to be more Rabbitohs fans up there than Roosters fans. Um, as I mentioned, it, the media spotlight of Seahawks are going to get eliminated this week is going to be 
unbelievable, um, even more so than the Roosters. And, you know, in big pressure situations like this, we've seen teams either fold or we've seen the best of teams. And, and CF Sydney could definitely fold, especially with the quality in this Sydney Roosters side. But I just think that we're going to see something special tomorrow night. Now, can CF maintain that in the finals if they're going to make it, if they win this game tomorrow night? That's a different question entirely. But I think whatever CS has got, the, the big performances we saw early in the year where CS were number one on the ladder after 11 rounds, I think we're going to see that Rabbitohs tomorrow night. And I may, may be completely wrong about this. And I may be going on a complete tangent about CS and not giving the Roosters the credit they deserve because they've been a really good football team uh, these last few months. And it's been the team that I think a lot of people expected the Roosters to build into much earlier in their season. But... Yeah, I've just got a feeling that tomorrow night, and, and maybe it's delusion, and maybe I'm going to come back on this podcast on Tuesday and admit to all you guys that I was completely wrong, and maybe see us continue the downward trajectory and get embarrassed tomorrow night, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think we see the best of the Rabbitohs, and I think the Rabbitohs win and make the finals. And unfortunately for the Roosters, while it's been a great uh, back end of the season run, I think it's going to be too little too late for them. I'm actually going by the Rabbitohs by 16. I, I don't know why I'm so confident um, based on what we've seen, but I think that... The good coaches and, and the good teams really use all this adver- uh, all this pressure and um, adversity against um, the opposition and, and, and bring out their best performances on field. And I think that CF Sydney will do it uh, tomorrow night against the Sydney Roosters in front of an electric crowd. I can't wait for it. It's going to be a blockbuster. Could go either way, uh, but I'm going to go to the Rabbitohs to prevail uh, on the back of this media pressure. I think it's actually made CF Sydney more of a chance here tomorrow night. Saturday week, we're going to have two big finals games, but traditionally, it's the last Super Saturday of the year. It's my favourite time of the week, and three games to end the the year that was, 2023, at least in the regular season. The action starts this week from 3pm at Suncorp Stadium when the Dolphins play the New Zealand Warriors, and the Dolphins, um, you know, had a fantastic start to their season in 2023, the first half. They um, won a lot of games of footy, and, you know, it was truly a promising start for them. They've obviously fallen off since then, and... You know, the lack of depth in the football club and the lack of experience when they've got injuries and a lot of young guys have come up and tried their best in first grade, but, you know, probably we can say they weren't entirely ready for it, um, has proven to be really the downfall of their season. But despite the fact that, you know, um, they, they haven't had a good recent record, I don't think their efforts ever folded. And, um, you know, I'm sure they'll want to end the season in the best way possible this weekend against the New Zealand Warriors, who have wrapped up their top four sports Bot on the ladder now still remains to be determined whether they finish third or fourth, and this game is going to be a heavy factor in that. The Warriors are taking this opportunity to rest a lot of their players because they're probably not going to get a home final in New Zealand. They understand that they're going to have to either go to Suncorp Stadium or to Penrith uh, at Bluebet to play next weekend, and I think that what they're doing is they're just going to give some of these young players an opportunity in first grade while giving them likes of Sean Johnson and Charles Lewis-Lodstad, Dallin Wattinza-Lesniak, Tohu Harris... Um, Wadey and all of their big guns for Newell Blake, another one so important to the team. Just give them a chance to refresh and get ready because, you know, they are truly the underdogs out of the top four teams. They're a team that, you know, sentimental favourites to a lot of fans in the NRL, but not a lot of people actually give them a chance to win this premiership. And from what I've seen this year, I've seen a side that has turned up to these big occasions that electrify a, a crowd with their attack. Their defence needs some improvement. There's no doubt about it. But I think on the big stage, they can deliver. And I think they can win this premiership at the absolute best of the Warriors. But obviously, this game, they're not putting their full focus on. Um, 
I'm sure Webb's still want a really good performance still from the Warriors to end the season. Uh, but yeah, I don't think they're fully invested in it. The Dolphins, I think, have more to play for just to end the, their first ever season with a high. And I think that we will see, um, you know, one of their best performances in recent months. And I think that, you know, it's been a tough year for him. Wayne Bennett um, has an eye on the future, no doubt about it. But they're still playing an almost full-strength side. You've still got Bromwich Brothers there. You've still got Nichols. You've still got Sean O'Sullivan, the Hammer. Jermaine Osako is going to wrap up the most goals and most tries uh, of the uh, most points and the most tries of the season this weekend. So big congratulations to him as well. But I think there's more upside of the Dolphins this week, and I'll be tipping the Dolphins by ten points against the New Zealand Warriors. Five thirty Super Saturday from Bluebet Stadium. It's the Penrith Panthers versus the North Queensland Cowboys. And for the Cowboys, they have to win this game to have a chance of making the top eight. They have to win this game, and they've got to hope the Raiders lose to the Cronulla Sharks this week. Unfortunately for them, Penrith at Bluebet, they're a hard team to beat at home, and they've named their full-strength side at the moment. Uh, that's right, Yo, Cleary, Edwards, um, all their big guns in terms of their forward pack, like James Fisher, Harris, and the like, all being named. Whether they play is another story, depending on tonight's game between the Broncos and the Storm. If the Broncos win the game tonight, they have wrapped up the minor premiership, and I expect Penrith to make wholesale changes an hour before kickoff and even the day before um, to rest a lot of their big guns and give them a week off. But I think that there is a tactic um, being employed here by Cleary. Other than that, I think that he's a little bit worried about some of these players uh, not having a huge amount of football behind them, maybe in particular Nathan Cleary. Now, with Lewis' injury, you might say that's a big risk to be playing him uh, a week out before finals. But I think that... Cleary's um, you know, been there, done that in the last three years. I think, he's, uh, who are we to question what is best for this Penrith side uh, with all the success they've had? And Regardless, I think they'll be ready um, to to impress and, and to win their game next week in front of a huge crowd at Penrith. So uh, in terms of this game, the Cowboys got it all to play for. They can't leave nothing left in the tank. You'd expect Todd Payton to uh, really want to fast, uh, start fast in this game, even if they are versus the full-strength Penrith side. So I guess <clears throat> you have to look at it. Can the Cowboys beat the full-strength Penrith side? I don't think they can. But then can they beat a Penrith side that's resting five or six guys? Absolutely they can. They did it early in the year during Origin. So it's a real hard game to tip. I mean, the Cowboys, they probably don't deserve to make the finals this year considering how inconsistent they've been. But we know at their best they can beat anyone on their day. And, you know, if they're going to make an impact, even if they're going to sneak into the finals and, and Penrith rest a bunch of players this week... You want to see the results of the season this weekend out in that football field. You want to see the best of drink order indeed. And you want to see a forward pack that's really engaged and, and pushing Penrith's bigger forwards who, you know, have done it and been successful at it for such a long time. You want the likes of Tamalolo and Nenoy and Cohen has to really get into the faces of Penrith, Ruben Cotter. Um, so you want to see all that. But with the inconsistency that we're seeing from the Cowboys, it's hard to uh, see how they put it all together this, uh, in this week because they haven't really done it all year. Um, so I'm actually, even if Penrith rests people, I'm leaning towards the Penrith Panthers in this game, and unfortunately, I think that will spell the end of the Cowboys. If the Cowboys were to win this game, I don't know if they're capable of doing enough damage um, to a lot of these teams in the finals just based on their inconsistent form we've seen this year. Um, so overall, I think it's been an extremely disappointing year for the Cowboys um, regardless, but yeah, if they can sneak into the top eight, maybe they can do some some damage to them either completely write them off if Penrith name anywhere near a full-strength side, though, they're going to be hard to beat, especially at Blue Bet Stadium. Um, they're almost impossible to beat there. And really, um, at this point of the year, you expect their big guns to really be up and ready for uh, 
to show their best football this time of the year. So I'm going to go Penrith by 10 points, regardless of the team they put out in the field. The Cowboys have nothing um, to leave in the tank, and I expect them to be up for it. Um, and you'd hope they would be if you're a, a Cowboys fan, that's for sure. So it'll be an interesting one at 5.30 on Saturday afternoon. 7.30 Saturday night. Not a huge game of football in terms of positions on the ladder. It's the Dragons versus the Newcastle Knights, but it's still going to have a little bit of finals ramifications for Newcastle. If they win this game, they will lock in fifth spot on the ladder. If they lose it, they'll lock in sixth spot. And regardless, they're going to be hosting an elimination game in Newcastle, which will no doubt be a sellout next week. It's going to be an exciting atmosphere up there, whether they're versus you know, Cronulla or the Cowboys or the Rabbitohs or the Raiders. Um, I expect it to be... Uh, a huge affair up there. Their opponents this week, the Dragons, obviously they've been playing some good football, but they're 16 from the ladder. They've really been taking it to some of these teams, but they haven't been getting any wins, really. They've only got five for the season. I think their last win might have been against the Roosters, maybe, or the Tigers. Uh, it's been a long time between drinks for them, despite the improved effort. Obviously, their left-hand side still a side that oppositions have been exposing, and you saw the likes of the Storm do it a couple of weeks ago, and Really, it's just it's one of those things where they're looking for, forward to the new era era with Shane Flanagan next year. But for the rest of the year, they're not playing for too much, and uh, they get Jack DeBellin back with his final game. But I think they're just looking forward to a new beginning next year at the club for the Red V because it's been a disaster a few seasons for him. And um, I think they'll be confident heading into this game. They I think they've got a big chance of causing an upset considering Newcastle. Uh, arresting a lot of their big players, and I think they might actually start favourites heading into this game, but obviously for the Knights, no Ponga, no Hastings, no Gamble, no Frizzell, um, a few others being rested as well for them, but I really liked what I've seen from some of the younger players, guys like Leo Thompson and, and Dylan Lucas, um, I think they've got a promising side up there in Newcastle, and they're just flying at the moment, and it's not just you know, the brilliance of Ponga or the effectiveness of the forwards. For me, it's the confidence, and they're a confident football team at the moment, which we can't say about St. George. Um, so it's going to be the Dragons' last game of the year. I think they'll have a red-hot go, but I just think Newcastle will be too classy, um, even with their young players in that squad this week, because, as, as I said, I think they're flying high, and I think they're real smoky to win this premiership, to be honest. I think they can do some damage in the finals. They go on a run. Um, the football that we've seen has been very impressive the last few months, and... Despite the, whatever 17 they're putting out in the field, I think their top 30 are all really up at the moment. And uh, I think it's just a really positive environment there at Newcastle. I can't say the same about Wollongong down here for the Dragons. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Newcastle by 12 points. I think the Dragons will compete hard, but ultimately um, they've got one eye on 2024. Well, I'm almost out of time because the football is about to start. So I'm just going to wrap up the rest of this podcast quickly and... Um, to be honest, this 2 o'clock Sunday game, there's not much to talk about. Seabus Super Stadium, it's the Titans versus the Bulldogs. If you're going to skip one game this week, skip this one or the Manly Tigers game. Both have real no impact in terms of this competition. The Cowboys, uh, the Bulldogs are a basket case at the moment. You've got players quitting due to um, being late and getting forced to train extra hard. That just shows um, weak-minded individuals, in my opinion. I don't know the circumstances. I don't want to judge anyone, but... You know, you want to be training the best you can if you're going to make first grade. You want to be at your peak at all times during the season. And, um, you know, I think that Cameron Serrato has got the right mindset that if you're not going to train hard, then you don't deserve to be a part of the team. I, I see no problem in that. Um, you've got to hold these players to accountability, especially when you're at a club like the Bulldogs that have just been an awful football team. I think they're the worst team in the competition, which is amazing considering they're not... Um, you know, in wooden spoon contention, and I think the Tigers and the Dragons are actually better football teams than the Bulldogs, and have been most of the season. Um, 
Yeah, it's a disaster there, the Bulldogs. I expect them to concede plenty of points this week. Their opponents, the Titans, playing their last game of the year, and they're really looking forward to the Des Hasley era. Um, they still at the likes of Brimson, Tino, Fafita. They still have some good weapons out there. Um, yeah, that left-hand side for them, I think, scores about four times more than the right-hand side does. And The Bulldogs got holes throughout their whole lineup. They need a hole, just blow up the whole organisation and start again. So in the last game of the season... Um, I'm going to tip the Titans by 30 points, and I expect there's going to be a huge amount of points in this game. But what else else, what else is there to say about a round 27 game between the Titans and the Bulldogs? Let's move on. And the final game of the regular season is actually a pretty important one. At 4.05pm from Points Vet Stadium up there in Cronulla, Sunday afternoon, it's the Sharks versus the Canberra Raiders. And the Raiders may have to win this game to secure their spot in the top eight dependent I want the Cowboys to on Saturday against the Panther Panthers. Now, if the Cowboys were to win, I expect uh, a, f- a very fiery encounter, but it should be either way. You'd have to think if you're Ricky Stewart, this is the last roll of the dice, regardless of whether you're guaranteed a final spot. You've got to show something this week because they're a club, for mine, the Canberra Raiders, that are absolute pretenders. If they make the finals, I can't see them doing any damage, and they... For me, it'll be a miracle if they get past week one. I think they're an absolute basket case of a club at the moment. Whatever form they had at the start of the year's disappeared. Their forward pack hasn't been as effective. It's not going to be helped by the fact that Papa Leahy's out for the rest of the year and Corey Hawes, were a big red, probably their most informed forward this year, is uh, is suspended for four games. So, um, you know, Cronulla, they get Nico Hine back. They're almost full strength for the rest of the season. And, um, you know, they've done a really good job at turning their season around and their fortunes around recently. I think that, you know... Maybe they can push some of these bigger teams in a finals game. They're an inconsistent football team, but, you know, I like them with Connie Tracy at the back. I think that Trindle's really freed up Hines. Their forward packs are playing some really good football. So I think they're really capable of doing some damage. And, you know, I think that Cronulla's best football, miles ahead of the Raiders' best football uh, for mine, Canberra. Whatever they do, it just doesn't seem to work. I mean, they've got Wyden in the centre's name this week. Jared Kroger got three minutes on the bench last week. They're a mess of a football club. Um, Ricky can blame anything he wants. He can blame referees. He can blame, you know, the sun being in his eyes. But at the end of the day, your team's got to perform. And we're just not seeing anywhere near the best of the Canberra Raiders at the moment. And it's going to be tough to turn them around. They've got a lot of scrutiny. It's true. Their back's against the wall, just like the Rabbitohs. But I, I don't see a similar result. I, I feel like Canberra are a team that, you know, have overachieved the last few years. And I think we have yet to see a fall that I think is going to come to the club um, in the next few years, unfortunately for Ricky, um, I don't think it's going to get any better anytime soon at the Canberra Raiders. And I think in terms of this game, that Cronulla's got that toughness in defence that I just don't think Canberra have. And um, it'll be interesting to see what the Raiders can do in the finals um, if they make it. But for mine, Cronulla are a team to watch in the finals because while they haven't shown it, I think they've shown significant improvement to the point where they can be really competitive against some of these teams that are higher on the ladder than them. So, um, big game this weekend. You'd love to see the best from Canberra, there's no doubt about it, but I think that we see the best from Cronulla, and I think Cronulla are big winners in this game. I've got Cronulla by 20 points. I think they can go on with the job against the Canberra Raiders in the final regular game of the season. So, if we go off my tips this week, I've got Newcastle in at 5th. I've got the uh, the Sharks in at 6th. I've got the... I believe it's the Rabbitohs in at 7th and the Cowboys... No, 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 I don't... Who do I have? 
Now I've got the Rabbitohs in at 7th and the Canberra Raiders in at 8th, so the Cowboys will be missing. But those are my tips for round 27. Just to recap quickly, uh, on Thursday night, I've got the Storm upsetting the Broncos, the Friday night games, mainly against the Tigers. The Rabbitohs secure their spot in the top 8 with a big game in a big win over the Sydney Roosters. Super Saturday, I've got the Dolphins ending their season on high against the Warriors, their first ever season. Penrith being too good for the Cowboys and eliminating them, and the Knights uh, being under strength, but beating the Dragons Sunday afternoon. Titans beating the Bulldogs in a completely forgettable game. And the Cronulla Sharks um, ending their regular season, ending the finals in a, with a high with a big win over the Canberra Raiders. So those are my tips for around 27, as I mentioned. Make sure you check out the big edition of the show next week. Uh, Steve's NRL Footy Tips Finals Week 1. Going to have plenty, plenty of guests, and it's going to be the biggest podcast of the year. Tuesday afternoon, check it out. Enjoy your football this weekend, guys, and I'll see you next time on Steve's NRL Footy Tips.